Welcome to On the Prowl. Hi, everybody. Welcome to On the Prowl. I'm Robert Rohn. And I'm Ramey Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. On this episode today, we have a special guest with us, John Martin from 92.9 ESPN. Jason and John Show. John, we're glad to have you. Yeah, man. Just uh, taking it day by day, man. Taking it day by day in these crazy times, right? I mean, it's all you really can do. Um, so just trying to lay low and, and be safe. And that's about all you can do in this day and age. For sure, for sure. So, so how's y'all's week been? Um, I mean, the weeks are, I mean, I, they all feel kind of the same, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. really, that's the hardest part about all of this to me is, um, you know, you just, you just don't really know what to look forward to. I think as human beings, we, we need to have, you know, you guys need to be able to look forward to, you know, senior year or college or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, and people need to be able to look forward to vacations and, right now it's just or you know the nba playoffs or whatever and right now you know we just we don't really have that because we live in such uncertainty so the week is fine but it's like it's just like the week before it and the week before that and the week before that and so i'm hopeful that we're get we'll get to a point now where you know we can start doing a little bit more as long as we stick together that's that's my main thing right now so stick together get through this there's always light at the end of the tunnel. So what what has got you into sports? I, I'm a competitive guy. Uh, and I've always kind of been that way. And, you know, honestly, my my first real exposure, believe it or not, to, to quote-unquote sports was uh, professional wrestling. Um, I love pro wrestling. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a big, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm, I'm probably the biggest uh, rock fan that you will you'll ever meet. Uh, you sound like my mom. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. Me and your mom will get along real well. Uh, uh, I love The Rock. I, I I I watch. You know, some of his movies I'm not interested in, but you know, certainly The Wrestler, The Rock, The Wrestler. I owned all the DVDs, all, all the books, uh, all the you know, all the clothes. I mean, I did everything, and so you know, I really enjoyed the entertainment aspect and I thought man it must be like this across the board and it wasn't but sports is such an entertaining thing and and there's so many different ways to um, explore sports um, the human condition you know winning and losing and the lessons that come from both Um, you know I I think people love that and I love that so uh, I just I, I wanted to be a part of it in some way and you know get a couple of things broke right here and there and here we are well that's one half of your job the other half is the radio side of it what what would you say got you inspired you into becoming a radio like radio host yeah i mean i am a i'm a creative guy for sure and and uh and i and i <clears throat> i thought that was probably the easiest and the most fun way for me to uh you know talk about it you know and uh it came natural to me and uh, and so, you know, I, I met a couple people, you know, here in Memphis in the Memphis media and, you know, built relationships and, you know, I mean, I never went looking for radio. Uh, it kind of found me and, uh, and I'm glad it did cause it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun over the last few years and we, and we hope to keep it rolling. Um, but it was kind of one of those things where, you know, I wanted to, I, I still am a writer. I write at the athletic yeah. cover of Memphis Tiger basketball, but, but my first, I mean, that was what I wanted to do for, for basically my entire adult life was to be a sports writer. 
And, and man, it's a hard job. <clears throat> it really is. It's a hard job in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's, it's an ever changing industry and radio is a little bit more, um, <clears throat> though, not much more, but it's a little bit more stable and, uh, the money, the money's a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit better. Yeah. So that's kind of what, uh, that's what kind of drove me to radio. So what year did Jason and John, John show start and how did y'all get rolling with it? We started October, 2016. That's when we started. Who was your first guest on the show? Uh, it was, uh, it was, I think I want to say it was Tubby Smith. <laughs> <laughs> And then Vince Carter was second. Much prouder of uh, Vince Carter being on the first show than Tubby, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vince Carter, that's some big name. Well, you, you've been dealing with some big people in your your years. I mean, the Jason and John show has a lot of great connections and a lot of great guests. So what would you say got you most comfortable with interviewing these people or just even talking on the radio in general? Well, I mean, you just have to like, you have to be yourself, right? Like you yeah. have to really, I mean, I think radio more than any other medium is just so personal, man. And yeah, for sure, you, you have to, you have to be who you are, you know, and, and if you're faking it, you know, people can pick up on that stuff. And so yeah. I think for me, it was just, I mean, you're dealing with human beings at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like that's who they are. I mean, I, yeah, they're rich and famous and, and, uh, and they live kind of different lives, but that's even like, they're, you know, they're brothers, you know, they're, they, they have kids. They, yeah. they do the things we do just in a little bit. So you have to humanize a little bit. I mean, they're just, you know, they, they like to laugh and watch Netflix and, so, you know, at the end of the day, you just kind of have to understand that you're just talking on the other line. It's just a human being. It's not, you know, a superhero. It's not a, yeah. you know, it's not a, an alien. It's a, it's a, it's a person just like you. And so I, I think if you go into it like that, um, <clears throat> it'll, it'll, it'll produce, I think the best conversations, right? I think in the end, that's what you're doing. You're having conversations with people. And, yeah. and so I think that for me is just being myself and being comfortable and not really worrying about anything else kind of the way I've always tried to do it. We love your radio show. We listen to it every day. I was listening to well, it. I appreciate today. it. Thank you very much. I was listening to it today because Andre Hollins was, I didn't know he was going to be on, man. I'm, I met him at a White Station basketball game this year. Do you only listen when we have White Station people on, man? I mean, goodness gracious. No, no, I, I listen to it every day. I'm just saying I didn't I didn't expect him to be on. When you were announcing the lineup this morning, it's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, Andre is a, a great dude. I've known him for a few years and uh, yeah. you know, had a great career at Minnesota. Um, yeah. You know, an, uns an unsung guy. I know he's got a he does have his jersey retired there, doesn't he? He does. It's hanging on the rafters above the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a uh, special guy, special player, um, and uh, he's doing well for himself. So, yeah, we were happy to have him on. Well, wh when you were working, when you were a student at White Station, did you work or help out with any of those teams like football or basketball? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I knew a, I knew a couple of uh, I knew a couple football players, and I knew uh, I knew Joe Jackson a little bit. Uh, you know, he uh, he was in my chemistry class, and I remember him telling me. You know, it's funny because like I you know <clears throat> I didn't really start caring about sports and stuff like on a professional level, like mm -hmm. in terms of this was something I wanted to do until I would say my senior year and I was in the 11th grade grade there was this uh there was a small kid <clears throat> there was a small kid who was shorter than me super small short skinny kid who was smaller than me in my class 
and he mm-hmm. was talking about going to Ole Miss. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, what are you? What are you talking about going to Ole Miss for what? Why would you? Why would you go to Ole Miss? Who even are you? <laughs> He's talking about how he went down there. He was talking about how he went there on a visit, and and I'm just like, there's no way. Like, there's no way that you it would be. Why would you be? And and what I found out later is that uh, this uh, this young small short kid was 10th grade Joe Jackson. And uh, <laughs> wow. he obviously went on, he, he went on to become, you know, uh, one of the all time leading scorers in Shelby County history. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the great point guards to come out of the city of Memphis. Um, but it was just so funny though, to see, you know, him in the 10th grade. So, you know, unimposing and unassuming, uh, you know, he's not a big guy at all. Um, very quiet. Right. You just didn't yeah. think he was a basketball player. You didn't think he was a, the, like his personality was not big man on campus, even though he ended up being big man on campus. So that, I, but, but to answer the question, no, I didn't. I didn't help out. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't have anything to do. Like I was a very, um, <clears throat> I, I was a very, I guess you would say, anonymous student. Like I didn't. I wasn't any in any clubs. I wasn't in any. You know what I'm saying? Extracurricular. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just very, you know, go to school, go home kind of guy. Like I didn't. I didn't have. Um, I don't know. It, high school was fun, and I, I really do cherish my time there and the teachers that I got to know. But it wasn't like uh, I, I wasn't hanging out at White Station after school, if that makes sense. For football, I've been the student equipment manager for the past three years. I played my freshman year, and for basketball, I've been the social media guy who runs the Twitter, and I make hype videos and to post and all of that. I run the Twitter during the games, but I've been working for Coach Patino and Coach Q for this season. It's been pretty fun. Good good to hear. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to do sports media in college. So you, well, you're saying the year the, the year coming up or the year that just finished? Yeah, the, um, right now I'm in my senior year. It got ruined from this corona. But, oh, man. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're both about to graduate, but, man, um, I was kind of like you in the sense of I really didn't have many connections with, like, the sports teams, but I, I grew up loving sports, so having this opportunity with Robert, like, really opened the door to a lot of stuff for me. Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing, you know, for you guys, you know, I started I started doing it and I think that's a that's the beauty of of the internet and and yeah, you know, sure. it makes our world so much smaller is that, you know, I started doing this stuff <clears throat> when I was 17, 18 years old, you know, yeah. when I was a senior in White Station. Yeah. You know, I was covering Memphis Tiger Bat. I was getting interviews with Joe Jackson, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. one of my big first things. I got an interview with Joe Jackson. I was a senior he was a junior and he, he knew me, I knew him. And so that helped me get my foot in the door. And so, yeah, I mean, that, 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 you know, that's the beauty of, of, you know, you guys is that you have all the technology at your disposal, um, you know, and, and, and every, you know, you you can build a, you can build a following now, you know, I mean, yeah. that's, that's what you have to do in 2020. You know, that's what I was doing in 2000 and uh, 2009. So you guys are doing the right thing. And you are part of this process. So I thank you for that. Oh man, no! It's an honor to be on. For sure. one of, you're one of our role models. Oh wow, wow, well, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. It's very humbling, um, you know. And and uh, like like I always tell, you know, I mean, I when, when I when I was coming up, you know, my sort of my people that I looked up to were were Jeff Calkins, right? Jeff Calkins, yeah. uh, Gary Parish. You know, these are the guys who, for me, you know, I was 
they, they, they were doing what I wanted to do, you know, and, and, you know, and I made, and I made relationships with them and probably bothered them. Right. Probably bothered the hell out of them. But, uh, but, but you know what, um, this is not an industry that rewards waiting around. Yeah. Um, this is an industry where if you want it, you got to take it. Yeah, I mean, sure. and you got to, and you got to find a way. I'm just telling you, I mean, you know, are you, are you guys, are you guys committed to, to, to going to college next fall? Where are we going to school? We are. I'm going to Southwest. I'm, I will be attending the university of Memphis. Okay. So you're going to Southwest and you're going to the university of Memphis. Correct. Um, you know, you, you know, this is, this is, this is where you have to begin, you know, I mean, yeah. you, you really have to, um, you know, if, if you're at Memphis, you know, I mean, if you want to do sports media, you know, go, uh, go, go get familiar with the, the editors at the daily helmsman. That's what I did. And back then when I was there, um, I'm, I'm, I'm do you want to be a, do you want to be a sports writer? I mean, is that what you want to do? Well, Raymond and I were talking after we graduated college that we were looking to carry this on to maybe eventually getting on a radio show like how your show is. Yeah. I mean, so I think what's important, you know, and sort of back to college, like worry. <laughs> so I want take this, take this for what it is. I don't, this doesn't mean, uh, go flunk out of school, <laughs> but worry more about what you're doing. Um, and in terms of your profession, than than what you're doing in terms of your grades, does that make sense? Like, yeah, I get what you don't mean. be the, yeah. don't, don't be, don't be the guy who studies his ass off and makes straight A's and studies, you know, 12 hours a day and, and, and just kills every test and then do nothing else and hope that by the time your college career is, is wrapping up that because you had a 3.8 GPA, um, that these, that these companies are going to be lining up to hire you. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it couldn't be further from the truth. I was a terrible, terrible, terrible college student. I mean, and I'm just, I'm just giving you the truth. I made D's and C's regularly. Um, cause, cause I mean, that's just, I was more focused on, like I had a job, a paid job in media. Mm-hmm. Um, basically every year I was at Memphis, uh, for the, for the last two years at Memphis, I worked at the commercial appeal. So it felt a little stupid to me. Like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't an indictment on Memphis. It's just my career started yeah. way quicker than, than, you know, 95% of other journalism majors career started. You know, I was already working at the newspaper when I was a junior in college. Yeah. And, and, and that was, and that's such a, that, that you like, I mean, most kids wait, right. Most kids have to wait till they get the degree. And I didn't, I didn't. So, so it kind of felt like, all right, I'm in journalism class as a senior, I, dude, I'm getting a paycheck from the newspaper and like, what are you going to teach me? What are you going to tell me that I already don't know? Right. <laughs> so my, my point, my, my point yeah. would be, that, that, that sounds arrogant. I'm not trying to, I was making next to nothing from the CA. Okay. So I, so I was not getting rich, but I was yeah. doing it. And so my point is yeah. take care of your business in the classroom. That's important just for, I'm sure your parents want to be proud of you. So, 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 so take care of business in the classroom, but really, 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 really focus on what you're doing to solidify and submit your professional career outside of that. You know, college is, is, is a time of networking. 
thing. Yeah. You know, and if you're if you're good at it, if you're if you're doing it the right way, you will find opportunities in college. Uh, at a place like Memphis, you know, you got great alums. You got me. You got Gary Parrish. You got Jason Smith. You got a lot of guys who went to Memphis. You know, who are still working in the market, who can really be a resource for you. But really make sure to find them and, and to forge new ones. You know, and, and use your time wisely. Um, because as a college student, you have the world at your fingertips. And and if you spend those four years, if you spend those four years just you know keeping your nose in your textbook and hoping that when it's all over that if you made straight A's and all these companies, like I said, are going to be lined up to hire you, um, you're going to be surely mistaken. So really you try to find those experiences, you know, reach out to companies, reach out to the daily Memphian, reach out to the CA, you know, try to get, you know, a meeting, a, a call and just put your, you know, keep your name sort of in the people who are in position to hire you, keep your, keep your name in the sort of front of their mind. And that's the, that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. You really hit it on the head. Along, along with network, networking, a big thing about college is experience. So like whatever you yep. have to do in life, you got to get experience in that. And like you were saying, working with the CA, stuff like that, that can broaden your experience. I mean, even like the, even the journalism classes, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you can sit, you can sit in a class all day long and, 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 and learn about media ethics and media law. But I mean, journalism is, a, is an industry, <clears throat> you know, broadcasting, whatever you want to say, that's yeah. an, that's an industry where you know you got to go out and do it man like that's yeah, sure. that's how you that's how you learn you do you know you don't just sit around and and uh, like i mean in medicine you know you need to be in a classroom and you need to learn you know <laughs> about you know about science and you know and surgeries and and, and so it's important to make great I, I wouldn't want a, a doctor who made C's and D's in in college uh, doing a life-saving operation on me okay yeah. I want a doctor who was like at the top of his class uh, doing the operation on me if I need that. In journalism, it's it's totally different. It doesn't like you're going to learn by practice as opposed to uh, just sitting around and, and and hearing a professor lecture. Again, there are lessons that you can learn, but my my emphasis has always been um, just go out and do. Go out. Don't don't just listen, but go out and do. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I I get that. What are you most excited about for the upcoming seasons in Memphis sports, whether that be Tiger basketball, Tiger football? Grizzlies basketball, you name it. Well, I, I would say I'm probably most excited about uh, the Grizzlies um, because I mean they have a superstar, John Morant. John Morant, and that's yeah. I mean that's the that's the great thing, right? I mean is that they have a guy who is a bona fide dud in John Morant, and he's going to be here for the next seven to eight years for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and I think he's a transformative talent. And when you have transformative talent, like you have in Milwaukee, like you have in LA, um, you know, like you have in Dallas with Doncic, yeah. um, you're going to win a lot of games. <laughs> you're going to be a very relevant franchise. So I, I'm most excited about that. Um, I'm a little nervous about Memphis basketball, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know what direction the arrow is pointing. Is it pointing up? Is it pointing down? Is it flat? I don't know. You know, next year is going to be a really important year for Penny because it's his third year and he hasn't made an NCAA tournament yet. And I know last year got called off, but very unlikely that they were going to make the tournament. They would have had to win the AAC uh, yeah. tournament to get in. Uh, almost sure. certainly. So a little, little nervous about the trajectory of Memphis basketball, to be quite honest. And then Memphis yeah. football, I mean, Ryan Silverfield's great. I mean, he's, he's a great recruiter. 
Um, and I think that that program is just set up to win now. I mean, yeah. they got uh, they got the NFL credentials now. I mean, they had three guys drafted in the NFL draft last month. They're they're recruiting at a high level. You know, they got your guy uh, Greg Rubin. You know, he's yeah. going there, which is awesome to see. So Martin's- I mean, Memphis football is just yeah, Memphis football. I think at this point is just pretty much set up to win. So I feel I, I feel most excited about the Grizzlies. Feel really good about Memphis football, and then you know, little little concerned, little little concerned. I would say about. Uh, about Memphis Hoops. So, what have been your best White Station memories? Uh, best White Station memories? Um, I mean, I guess I would say uh, graduating, to be quite honest with you. I mean, and, and that's why that's why I feel so bad for you guys who, you know, this is really the first this is really the first opportunity that you guys have to celebrate a meaningful accomplishment in your academic life. You know, you go through so many years of school, right? I mean, middle school it doesn't feel like an accomplishment. Um, when you got a middle school, I mean, this is this is the moment where you know you're supposed to be able to really um, celebrate, man, and walk across that stage and get that. Feel. And I know, aren't they saying that you guys might still walk across stage? Is that sort of where it is today? Yeah, there's like a three month phase, and and that's supposed to be in July, something like that. Okay, so so you guys might still have a chance to walk across the Correct. stage. Though. Yeah, yeah, we we might. I hope so. Well, for me, because that's the moment where you know your parents are there, your family is there, and it's just. Congratulations! You know you worked hard, and it's just the beginning. You know it's not the end, but it is. It is a moment that you guys deserve to have, and it's a moment you should be proud of. Because mm-hmm. um, that's hard. It's hard to. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to graduate. Even high school is hard because you know it, it, it takes discipline, it takes patience, um, and support from from mom and dad. So it's something to celebrate. And I really hate that you guys, you know, might might not have that chance. But I mean, I don't. I, I don't know if like in in class. I mean, a, a lot of my memories at White Station are like you know my. Like, like small memories that make up an experience, right? Yeah. Like there's no, um, there's no one thing, but you know, just, just, you know, people checking each other. Yeah, I mean, checking each other all the time. You know, I was there when they had the white station rapping, you know, the M, E, E, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that video. My, bro- my that brother, video? Went, yeah, my brother went there during that time too, so. Yeah, so that was my era. Um, yeah. So I would say like uh, my memories of white station are, are small ones, but taken together, you know, like I said, very, uh, very, very positive and, and, uh, and I love my time there i've had a couple of the same teachers that you have like miss black oh man um i had uh mr coulter for chemistry is he still there he is yeah he is um he he threw me out of his class once (laughs) for clapping um yeah like we took it we took it we took a uh we took a team a a class picture like during the last week of school Mm -hmm. Uh, and I clapped after it was over. And I was like, what was I, I clapped and I said, woo! He said, Martin, get your ass out. Give me that clap. That sounds like he's, he's a nice enough guy. I'm trying to think, like, what what class did I even take as a senior? I, I know I took, uh, I took, uh, dude, I don't even remember anymore. How, how long has it been? That's been 12, 11 years ago. That's sad that I can't remember 11 years back. But uh, yeah. what were some, like, what would you say helped you go into a school like White Station? Yeah. Um, White Station. I went to White Station Middle, too. Yeah. Um, Spartans again. We all went there. I, I was White Station through and through. Um, White, White Station forced me to 
look at life completely different than I had before. Um, like, like just to, like, I, I cherish white station specifically because I'm a white dude from a white family and I grew up in a mostly white neighborhood, mm-hmm. but I went to white station and I, and I was in standard and I was on optional. I was in standard, which meant that the majority of my classmates were actually black. Yeah. And, and so it, it put me, it exposed me to, first of all, like just, just a, a totally different group of people that I would have probably been around had I gone to Christian brothers or MUS or, you know, wherever. Yeah. Um, and I, and I had, and, and, and so it exposed me to, um, a, a, a diversity that I would not have known otherwise. And, and, and as you know, as you guys know, like, man, black folks will keep you on your toes, man. I mean, yeah. you gotta be on, you gotta be on your ish. Okay. At white station high school. Cause you will get flamed. Uh, if you show up with some shacks on or some high waters, you know, or whatever, you know, so it, it just, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that I, that I still keep up with from white station, man. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I used to, I used to have like, yeah, I mean, it was just uh, <clears throat> the diversity I think is, and the exposure to diversity is the, is the best thing about white station is every color, every creed, every religion is represented at white station. And I think that's what, you know, that's the biggest life experience that I took out of that. And I'm so thankful for that because um, I think it helped me grow as a human being. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it helped me understand, you know, maybe a different side of life um, that I wouldn't have otherwise gotten a chance to, you know, I mean, I just, I, I think that's so important. I think it's, I think one of the things that we lack sometimes in our, in our national discourse um, is, is empathy and seeing things from other points of view. For sure. And, and I think being a, being a, a, a white station Spartan and, and, and seeing life through other people's eyes, you know, whether that, whether they're black, brown, Asian, Hispanic, Indian, which, right. which, you know, it, it, all of those are represented at white station everywhere you look. Um, I think that's so vital and so important and it's really the least we can do. And so I think white station allowed me to be a more empathetic human being, um, you know, in life. And so I'm, I, that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm so thankful that, um, that's where I ended up going to school. Yeah. So, so how did you meet Jason and what was the inspiration behind starting the Jason and John show? Well, I mean, it wasn't really a choice of ours to start the Jason and John show. They kind of came to us. Um, I mean, that's kind of how it works, but we met, uh, we met, he was covering Memphis basketball as a commercial appeal. And I was covering Memphis basketball at the daily helmsman. And, uh, like I told you guys, you start up relationships with the people that are doing the jobs you want. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we started up a friendship and we were doing podcasts back in 2012, man. I mean, we right. were doing podcasts before it was cool to do podcasts. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've, we've really had a, a good relationship, you know, going back a, a decade or more. Right. You, you paved the way for us. Well, I appreciate that, man. You got to be better than us, though. You guys got an opportunity to be a lot better than us. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're a homegrown boy from the city of Memphis. What would you say is your favorite thing yep. about, about Memphis in general? I mean, just the the, the character, bro. I mean, yep. the character of Memphis. Um, you know, we're, we're we're a we're a hard we're a hard up city. We don't hide the the challenges that we face every day. Um, yeah. we all sort of know the deal. Um, but yet, you know, I think when you go around the city of Memphis, we're not perfect, 
but I think there's a love within the city of Memphis that you just don't find uh, in a lot of different places, you know? Um, and I think a, a lot of people would, would tell you that. Um, but, but yeah, I think for us, you know, in the city of Memphis, it's, it's, it's a love, it's a, it's a character. It's a, it's a real genuine personality that this city has. Um, then I just, I think you'd have a hard time finding it anywhere else. Yeah, I I would have to agree 100%. Because I mean, think about it this way: the like with the grit and grind era in the city of Memphis. I mean, this is something we we all got behind. We we all just embraced, especially players like Tony Allen, Zach Randolph, because they like really set an example for what it was to be a Memphian, even though they weren't from the city of Memphis. And so like we just create a community in the city of Memphis through like players like that. Absolutely. John, is there anything you want to say to the listeners before we wrap this up? No, I mean, I think you guys are doing a good job. You guys are killing it. Keep it up and uh, and go Spartans, man. Go Spartans. Appreciate that, man. Well, we appreciate having you on this episode of On the Prowl. Absolutely, man. Y'all let me know if you need anything, all right? Yes, sir. Well, I'm Robert Roden. I'm Ramey Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time. On the prowl with the boys, yeah we swoops, yeah we swoops, and we got them high box, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot with the Mercedes Benz in the coop, in the coop, and this shit so fucking hard, it's on loop.